Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Greetings, everyone, to the Housing Matters podcast from the California Association of Realtors. This is Leslie Appleton-Young, the Chief Economist for CAR, and I'm joined by my crack economics uh, team, Oscar (laughs) Way and Jordan Levine. Hello, everyone. And we're going to spend a few minutes uh, this morning kind of talking about some of the um, headlines in the paper this week. But I'm going to start um, with last week. I had the opportunity to attend the Inman Connect conference uh, in San Francisco. This, for those of you that don't know, is an annual gathering. This was actually the 20th anniversary of uh, Inman in San Francisco. Um, and it brings together, you know, venture capitalists, tech people, lots of vendors, lots of realtors, uh, brokers. I'm not sure what the final headcount was, but I'm sure it was upwards of six or seven hundred uh, people. Lots of different um, segments. The first day was free, so it was very, very well attended with a broker track and an agent track, and just a lot of. A lot of food for thought. So I thought I would start by just sharing uh, with you something that I put on my Facebook page, and that were was some of the key quotes. And I'll give a little background on on some of them. And I guess what I would say about Inman this year is that we saw a kinder, kinder, gentler Brad Inman. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from his uh, keynote presentation on Wednesday morning was. Uh, talking about the 20th anniversary and saying, back then, 20 years ago, I told you to adopt adopt technology. And today I am telling you, don't worry about it. Technology is ubiquitous. It is adopting you. But what you need to do is hone your humanity and become a better human being. And it tied in uh, with a book that you may have heard of. We all read it uh, here in my department at CAR called Humans Are Underrated by Jeff Colvin, and he makes the point um, that, you know, we've got artificial intelligence and we've got machine learning and we've got machines taking over a lot of traditional jobs. And what's left are really the key components of connecting people to each other. And certainly those of us that are involved in the real estate industry know that it's all about relationships and connection. Another key quote was, whatever industry you're in, you are first of all in the communication business. And I think this is something everybody can relate to. How often do you hear someone say, I didn't know. If I'd known you had this, I would have used it. I never realized that that was available. So this idea of communicating effectively and that we're in a world where there are so many active channels of communication different people prefer different channels you've really got to hit uh, hit everything uh, one that I'm sure we could all agree with big success doesn't come without big failures <laughs> uh, the need to write to fail fast um, to just try things out and see what's going to stick but also be patient. You know, this isn't going to happen overnight. Building an audience, we're certainly trying to build an audience <laughs> with our Housing Matters 
podcast and it's slow uh, it's slow and steady and we're just gonna uh, keep at it um, another one was uh, I don't know how many times you've heard this I've heard it a lot gee I don't know about snapchat and I don't like Facebook I don't want to participate in in that I like really connecting with people or, or whatever it is and one of the points made was it's really important when you're running a business to get beyond your personal biases your cognitive biases you may not like facebook but one of the one of the great presentations by uh, gary vanercheck was if you're not spending a thousand dollars a month on facebook you're missing the boat because that's where it's happening that's where so many of the important connections uh, for your real estate business or any business for that matter um, are taking place so run you know run your personal life however you prefer but when you get down to business realize that social media isn't even social anymore it's media it's how people are communicating um uh, gary v also said something great and i i will apologize because i think every other sentence had an f-bomb in it but he said he held up his his smartphone and he said this is the remote control for our lives and i am recalibrating my website it will only be available on mobile devices so in 2017 if you go to my website on a laptop for example there'll be a message i'm not and i don't think he was kidding there'll be a message that will say hey jerk it's 2017 go get your effing phone and everybody <laughs> laughed but the point was um the point was well made he also said there are two things that will determine your success work ethic and patience and then the final thing i want to say having been involved in the industry for as long as i have and there's always talk about you know professional development we have a wonderful code of ethics through the national association of realtors and one of the um one of the brokers this was nick siegel at partners trust said something really terrific you don't need to change the reputation of the entire real estate industry you just need to worry about your own so i thought that was really really well taken so I think the general tone, as I said when I started, was a kinder, gent gentler um, Inman Connect focused on humanity, uh, empathy. There was a tremendous amount of diversity up on the stage. There were lots of amazing women. There were lots of, of people of all shapes and sizes and colors, and it felt, um, it really felt extremely um, inclusive. Um, the one thing I do want to say before I um, before I uh, pass the baton on to some more kind of market-oriented um, things was there was a panel that really talked about the portals, you know, Zillow, Trulia, and um, kind of the war with the portals. And um, one of my, one of the brokers that I really um, admire, Mark McLaughlin up at Pacific Union, said something I thought was, um, was really important. He said, there is no war, and if the success of my company was dependent on the leads coming from my website, I'd better just fold up my tent right now. You know, that's not 
the value that I am bringing as a broker and that's not the value that my agents are bringing to the table in these uh, real estate transactions. So, you know, if you've never been to an Inman Connect, uh, there's a, a one in New York in January. Uh, next August will be the San Francisco Connect. I, I encourage you to to come and check it out because really a lot of a lot of food for thought. So it does sound like a very interesting event. And I think, uh, you know, what you mentioned, uh, Leslie, is um, a lot of things to think about. Um, but what I want to assure you that is that, you know, while you're away, while you were away, <laughs> we did not just party. Well, I, you know, yeah. I did see a few pictures that made me wonder. It looked like those root beer floats were pretty incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Only root beer floats. All right, good. But we did work on um, the housing affordability index. You know, so one thing that we uh, at CAR uh, is like a, an exclusive um, index that we CAR produce is the housing affordability index, and we just released the second quarter number earlier this week. And just to give you an, an idea of you know how the housing affordability is in the second quarter, it actually dropped slightly from the first quarter. The first quarter was 34 percent, and it dropped to 31 percent. Uh, it's about the same as last year, though, uh, slightly up. And there are different reasons for the increase. Same as last year, meaning abysmal. Well, <laughs> hey, yes, yes, of course. We, we have a to. housing affordability problem in California, and we're just measuring how bad it is from quarter to quarter, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, of course, uh, if you look at you know how much it dropped from 34 to 31, you will be like, wow, this is such a huge drop. And indeed, it was because of you know, uh, home prices. Uh, home prices did drop. Uh, home prices did increase, uh, causing housing affordability to drop. And But I think uh, from first quarter to second quarter, there's usually a little bit of seasonality. Um, and we observe that every single year. But keep in mind, um, despite the fact that in, uh, uh, home prices increase, we still have very low rate. And let me give you, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because in the press release that we released a couple days ago, it also says that this is the first quarter since 2007 that we had a, a six, that the minimum required annual income is a, a six digits for the first time, hit the first uh, six digits since the first time since 2007. So you need to make over $100,000 a year. To get the median price. To buy the home. median priced home in California. Wow. And by way of comparison, the national housing affordability, we're at 31% in California. Nationally, it's... It was near to 60 percent, uh, 61%. So we're still twice as less affordable <laughs> than the rest of the nation, right, as a whole. Right. Scary. Yeah. Very scary. And, and I want to kind of ask you guys the question. What do you think... Now, I said, you know, the last time that we had a six-digit minimum income requirement was 2007. What do you think the median price was back then in 2007? Q4 2007. 5.10? Close, close. Actually, it was 4.92. Okay. Now, so why would it need a, a six-digit uh, uh, income back then if the income that we're talking, if the income that we have right now is actually, I'm sorry, not the income, but the... Uh, price that we have right now is actually higher. Price for the second quarter was five. I bet uh, it has 16. something to do with mortgage rates. Oh, I think so. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Thanks, Jenna. And, and 
what was that? What do you think the interest rate was back in two thousand and seven? Oh boy, it's Seems still like early, Oscar. Yeah. Uh, back then, in the f- fourth quarter, it was six forty-three. It seems like a long time ago. And six point four three sounds so high right. compared to what the three point five percent we're at today. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's 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 how much if you th- if you put it in that context, you can kind of understand if we go if we're going to have some increase in interest rate, what is it going to do to our housing affordability even further? Yeah, I mean that's a kind of a sad statement that the the only thing keeping us in the game right now is these historically low, um, you know, interest rates. It's kind of a uh, really discouraging thing because we know that they're not going to stay down there forever even if they don't go up at a at a fast clip i mean right. this is probably right. as low as it gets so what does that mean for first-time home buyers you know we had a a, a, a few interesting national uh, reports uh in the last week or so on first-time buyers that may have had a couple people scratching their heads so what's going on there exactly the report was a national number right so i know uh, jordan did some work on it if you don't mind going into a little bit more detail yeah no so on monday morning i came in and saw an article from the freddie mac chief economist um talking about how the the inventory problem is really a function of there being too many first-time home buyers there's lots of first-time home buyers who don't kind of put a new home or their old home up for sale on the market so you have all these transactions um, but you're not kind of adding back into the supply and so we have this you know really tight market and i said what the heck that doesn't really make any sense that's not what i'm seeing in the numbers and i think he threw out a, a number like something on the order of 50 or 52 percent or something like that were were first-time home buyers and so is that true Well, you know, I had to go out and get the data for myself um, and really get in there and kind of clean it up. And, you know, lo and behold, his numbers are, um, they are correct in the sense that they um, are measuring what he said they're measuring. But, you know, the caveat is that he's really only looking at uh, homes with a mortgage. And not only that, but homes with a mortgage that are either backed by uh, one of the GSEs or or one of the agencies, the FHA or the VA. And so, um, you know, that's not the whole kind of piece of the market. There's lots of other ways that folks buy homes. You can get, you know, jumbo here in California. That's a big piece of the puzzle, um, you know, just given where our prices are at. And certainly first time home buyers are taking advantage of the FHA program where it's competitive enough to allow them to do so because you, you know, the down payment requirement is often a huge impediment to buying. Right. 3%, 3.5% makes a big difference. No, and that's a huge thing. I mean, if you look at the, the numbers in California versus the rest of the nation overall, you see that first-time buyers disproportionately use um, FHA here right. compared to in the rest of the nation when, you know, the median price that you're looking at buying is, you know, two hundred grand or $250,000, then, you know, the FHA isn't the only game in town. You could potentially put together enough um, savings to get a down payment, whereas in California, I think that's not the option. But, you know, you put in all these all-cash purchases, that's the right. jumbo loans, um, you know, credit unions play a big role in California's market in terms of originating loans as well. And so there's a lot of missing pieces. And in fact, when you kind of add in all of those missing bits, uh, we actually end up with something that is on the order of about 28, 29% of the transactions are for first-time home buyers. So in other words, uh, 71% of the activity isn't first-time home buyers. Right. And I think that's more in line with kind of what we've been seeing in California, hearing from members and things like that. That's good to know because I was gonna say, 
the number that you just threw out, 50%, scared me because the annual our annual housing market survey says 29%. So I was like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not about to say that my, our annual housing market survey is incorrect, but 29% is right on, which is exactly the same what we as what we have in the 2015 and the 2016 annual housing market survey. So his numbers are consistent with what's going on out there. Um, they were just characterized in a way that I think yeah. had folks scratching their head. Now, the other thing I think is important to point out is, is you know, yes, the, the share of people going through these GSEs and agencies that are first-time buyers is higher than it was before. But we also know that housing turnover is about half as much as what it was, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, and so even though, you know, first-time buyers are, are a bigger chunk, they're a bigger chunk of a, of a smaller pie. And so, in other words, I mean, I look at that and think that, you know, ultimately we're worse off, even though the share of first-time buyers might be um, high. Well, the other interesting article this week um, was yesterday, front page of the uh, Wall Street Journal. For those of you that still get a, a paper journal, the headline, Home Buyer Shortage Threatens Recovery. And there were a lot of kind of shocking statistics. The second quarter home ownership rate reached a 51-year low, um, going all the way back to when it first started. Nationally, the home ownership rate is 62.9%. Typically in California, we're about 10% below that. They also noted that the share of first-time home purchases is near a 30-year low. And again, that's going to be the much broader uh, calculation that, um, that Jordan was talking about. And then the thing that really, I mean, I'm obviously looking at this, and we, we do at CAR, um, look at the national numbers and then kind of juxtapose where California is. So the very first sentence says, the housing recovery that began in 2012 has lifted the overall market but left behind a broad swath of the middle class, threatening to create a generation of permanent renters and sow sowing economic anxiety and frustration for millions of Americans. Well, I read that and think, wow, in California, our housing market recovery actually started in 2008, 2009, 2010. We had a huge uh, demand coming in from uh, investors. We had we had foreign demand. Um, we kind of got rid of all our um, REO by the end of 2013. So by 2014, we were looking at kind of the share of distressed property back to where where it was a little bit normal. So I just want to caution anyone that's uh, interested in a specific area of California or in the state as a whole to kind of take the national numbers with a little bit of a recognition that more context is necessary because as usual, California uh, is a little bit different. I mean, we have higher prices and um, as, as Leslie mentioned earlier, we a lot of the first time buyers, they use FHA loans. And the reason why they use FHA loans is because they don't really have as much down payment to put into a home that it has a, a median price home of 500,000. Just to give you some idea, uh, for first-time buyers from the annual housing market survey, they typically put down about 10% as compared to about 20% for repeat buyers. But 10% is not a small amount with a median price home of 500,000. That means 40, 50,000 dollars. That's not as an easy amount to come up with, especially uh, since rent has been rising right. too. We've got a rental housing crisis as well. And you know, the other thing in the journal article that I think is important to note is that they do spend 
um, some time talking about the supply shortage. And that's really a theme that we've been um, very keen on um, here in California uh, for the last several years. They noted that last year there were 1 million new households formed nationally, but only 620,000 new units built. And as you look at the major metro areas around California, um, the, you know, the job housing balance, which we can talk about in more detail on another podcast, is really, um, it's really disturbing uh, how out of sync they are. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the supply story really is just the flip side of the affordability story. They really um, go hand in hand and they're two sides of the same coin. And, you know, I think it's also noteworthy that this isn't just, um, you know, isolated to the housing market in general. I mean, this is obviously having fewer first time home buyers and less people able to access the market is bad for for realtors and members, no doubt. But this is a bigger issue just for California's economy um, in general. I mean, when you look at where we are labor market wise, unemployment rates are very low, um, you know, and so how do we continue to grow the economy in general? We need more, you know, qualified workers and things like that. Well, with unemployment, especially, you know, for people with a degree at the 2% range or something like that, or even south of that, um, you know, we really need to recruit people in from other states and other parts of the nation to fill our jobs and meet our demand. and you know, it's a really tough sell to say, hey, come move out to California and work in San Francisco and you can, you know, go out right. and try and face down a, a $1.4 million median price. That's, exactly. you know, a really hard sell, especially when we're not the only tech, you know, game in town anymore. You've got your Austins and Bostons and all, all those people out there competing for these same pools of workers that I think this housing issue is just, you know, especially in terms of affordability is much more um, systemic and has the ability to, you know, do more damage to the economy at large than just for realtors and members. And we talked about the development cost uh, in terms of development cost for home builders a couple episodes ago. That you know this is this is the incre- continued increase in the development cost and land cost definitely would hamper the uh, the uh, constructions of homes overall, but entry level homes as well. Yeah, definitely. I just saw something from John Burns the other day that was talking about um, needing to spend, you know, upwards of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars before you even stick a shovel in the ground uh, to build a new home, and and you know that's that's one of the reasons why we don't have a lot of supply and why prices are where they are. You know, one of the quotes, uh, additional quotes from from Inman, just to kind of bring things full circle, was you know markets are about are about personal emancipation. And I think what that means is in a market, people vote with their money, you know, they vote with their feet in real estate. Um, And what you're seeing is going to be um, an even more uh, obvious redistribution of jobs and people to other other locations in the country from California. And it's it's almost like we have too, uh, too much of a good thing um, and, and this inability to kind of adopt and embrace high-density development um, along transportation corridors is, is really going to accelerate um, something that we're, we've seen quite clearly, and that is the out-migration of particularly right. millennials to, to these areas that, that Jordan referenced. So um, the markets will, <laughs> will balance out one way or another because people need to live somewhere, um, build a life, and, and make an income. 
True. Yeah, at my last outreach, I joked that uh, our supply problem could very soon become a, a demand problem where you're just going to you know, kill off demand for, for these homes because no one can afford to live there and they're going to go somewhere else. But it's not, a, I mean, it's not really a joke. You know, it, it, is, it is happening to some extent. So yeah. hopefully um, we'll find a solution sometime. So to be continued, does anybody have any last words before we sign off on this gorgeous day? Convince your state, local, <laughs> county governments to get new supply online. I think that's the, you know, that's the missing piece in all of this. So, definitely, and uh, we're just uh, we're seeing a little bit more uh, supply in the last couple months from the Bay Area. Don't know whether that is going to be a uh, continuing phenomenon, but um, we just hope for the best. And my one of my favorite quotes from from Inman that diversity is dividend, and it was just again very. Uh, wonderful to see so much diversity um, in the audience and on the on the stage, um, you know, everywhere. So, with that, thank you for joining us. We look forward to coming back in two weeks with some more insights on uh, the California housing market and the real estate uh, industry. Thanks so much. See ya.